continue with our practice of equanimity. Bringing our attention to the body first. Letting the body be relaxed as it can be. Taking that complete silent in-breath and complete silent out-breath. so that we can let go of any tension that we're holding in our shoulders or around the heart area. Relaxing the heart. And bringing the attention to that heart center, wherever you feel that is for you. Breathing in and out from that place. Remembering that one of the things that the practice of equanimity supports us in doing is also to develop some deep acceptance of the way things are. It helps us to let go of the habit patterns and our needs, our unnecessary needs to control things. We let go of our demands that someone or something be different than it actually is. So we develop a very deep acceptance of how things are. We bring it into our practice moment to moment. And in that practice of just being with things moment to moment as they are, we're able to bring it into the world, able to open with a gentle, accepting heart whatever events come into our lives so we can see them clearly. We can respond responsibly. So from our heart center, breathing in and out from there, we begin our practice again with a neutral person, someone we feel neutral towards. That means we don't have a lot of attachment or aversion. Might be some come up in our practice, in our relating to this person, but that's all right. It's not always completely neutral. Have a sense of who it is you're choosing.
And with this person, we reflect on the fact that all beings experience the highs and lows of life, praise and blame, gain and loss, joy and sorrow, fame and disrepute. And even though we don't know this person so well, we know that this person, like ourselves and all beings, experience all of these. So we can know what the person's life is in general. And as we reflect upon this, we may say the phrase even, joy and sorrow arise and pass away for all beings. It's just a statement of fact, an understanding that we deepen in our hearts. Joy and sorrow arise and pass away for all beings. If we really know this, we're not shocked or surprised by any of this in life. We're not taken off guard. And then notice how it is in your own heart. How does it feel in your own heart in relationship to this person? Sometimes when we really know this deeply, we feel equanimity. We feel a sense of deep neutrality. Noticing that if it's there, Or maybe we feel a sense of disconnection or boredom or who cares, a sense of distance. Noticing what's going on, whatever it is in your own heart. It's not about making yourself right or wrong, good or bad. It's just noticing what's the truth of my own heart right now. And then using the phrase or understanding that helps you relax around it make space 
for that clarity, that honesty. This is how it is in my own heart right now. May I open to this with clarity. Whenever you feel complete with that individual, then just breathing in, breathing out, feeling a sense of spacious balance without any words. Now moving on to the next individual, a dear friend or a loved one. See if you can choose someone where it's easy to open to something that's going on in their lives, some highs or lows in their life. So you really have something to practice equanimity with, a loss or a gain, a joy or a sorrow. Then reflecting on that. And as you reflect using the phrase or understanding that helps your mind to relax around that person's situation with some balance, some ease, some acceptance. This is how it is for you right now. These are the conditions of your life. All beings have their own journey, their own path to walk.
now turning your attention more specifically to what's going on in your heart in relationship to this person. It's being very honest with yourself about what's going on there. Is there attachment or fear? Disappointment, anxiety. Really opening to that. This is how it is in my own heart right now. This is the lawful unfolding of my own journey. May I be at ease with this unfolding Use your own words. Just be at ease with the breath if you have no more words. Just a spacious balance around your own heart's unfolding. Now moving on to another person, also a loved one or a friend. Again, choosing someone where there might be some gain or loss in their life, some joy or some struggle in their life.
have a sense of who it is. And then let yourself reflect upon it, how it is for that person, the conditions of their life, how it is for them in particular. The focus is on this person and how it is for them. All beings have their own journey according to their karma, according to their actions. Find your own way to be spacious and balanced around this person's situation, around this person per se. This is how it is for you right now. Now look into your own heart, knowing more subtly, more specifically, what's happening there in relationship to that person. Just being honest about whether it's difficult for you anxiety or fear, jealousy, if there's gain in that person's life or joy. May I open to how it is for me in my own heart with ease and balance.
And again, when you're out of words, just go back to your heart, your breath. inclining the mind and heart to a spacious, easeful balance without any words. See what happens. Now let's call to mind a benefactor. Perhaps this is one of our elders or family members having a health challenge or facing old age. or any particular situation on the side of joy or sorrow, gain or loss. Take some time to reflect about this and this person. focusing on their situation, on this person per se. This is how it is for you. All beings meet their joys and sorrows in their own lawful way.
All beings are owners of their karma, their actions. Now turning the attention back to your own heart. Noticing with clear honesty what is happening there in regard to this person. We see the residue of it after the reflection about this person. We may feel in our own hearts attachment, sorrow, grief. If there's been some gain for this person or joy, we may feel joy or jealousy or comparing. This is practice in knowing what your own heart is doing. Name it if it's helpful. May I open to the unfolding of my heart with ease and balance. All beings are owners of their actions.
may I open to how it is for my own heart right now. Now we move on to the next individual, a difficult person. Someone that we have difficulty with. So have a sense of who it is you're choosing. Hopefully it's someone that you're not too overwhelmed by. If you get too overwhelmed, then choose another person. And then let yourself reflect about this person, the conditions of this person's life, just objectively knowing this person's situation without rancor, without any aggression, just knowing what it's like as much as you know about this person. their situation, how they are. And then opening your heart and your mind to this person with equanimity as much as you can. All beings have their own journey. And this is the unfolding of your journey. It's how it is.
All beings are owners of their actions, their karma, heirs to their karma. Their happiness or unhappiness depends on their actions, not upon my wishes. And in short, all beings are owners of their actions. And now noticing what your own heart is doing in relationship to that person. Is there attachment to how you think it should be? Or maybe there's acceptance. Some measure of equanimity. Is there aversion or aggression? Or a need to protect yourself? Seeing if without judgment You can just know what's happening in your own heart. And if there is judging, just knowing that. Know if there's harshness or fear This is how it is in my own heart. May I open to however it is with more equanimity, more balance.
All beings are owners of their karma, their actions. Praise and blame arise and pass away. (coughs) Breathing in and out, inclining towards a gentle, spacious balance when there's no words. And lastly, we turn to a situation in our lives. Something about our own situation. Some gain or loss or praise or blame. Joy or sorrow. Just opening to that as neutrally as we can. Of course, there'll be some charge here and there. Letting ourselves reflect on it as objectively as we can. highlighting the various conditions. And then in relationship to that situation or a particular event, is developing some acceptance of it in the moment. It doesn't mean that what's going on is right or just. We're simply developing some equanimity around what actually is happening. This is how it is this situation of my life right now. 
These are the conditions of my life right now. Now let's go a level deeper to see what our heart is doing in regard to this situation, event, or these conditions. Is there a hurt, a sorrow, a grief? Is there despair or disappointment? anxiety or fear? A holding on because it's pleasant? An overprotectiveness? Just knowing what it is. Naming it if it helps leaving the situation to the side as much as you can and just knowing your own heart. and touching that place with equanimity, with that stable, steady balance that gives it a lot of strength, your heart a lot of strength, to open to whatever is happening. This is how it is in my own heart. If you notice equanimity there, open to that too. into the unfolding of my own heart just as it is. May I accept all of who I am, all of what unfolds. May I be at ease with these changing inner conditions.
Now seeing if you can surround yourself with all of these individuals, starting with the benefactor, being somewhere in front of you in your heart center or your mind's eye. And then on either side, put your loved ones the neutral person, the difficult person, and inclining your own heart towards equanimity and relationship to all of these beings. May I be at ease in my heart with the changing conditions of all of these lives. May I deeply understand that all beings have their own journey. And then offering all of these beings your loving kindness, coming from that place of stable, steady, spacious equanimity. May you all be safe and protected. Radiating loving kindness to all of them equally. May you be peaceful and happy. Healthy and strong. And may you all be at ease with the conditions of your life. now expanding that field to include everyone here in the room, metta to all beings here, just energetically offering from your heart center. May you all be safe. Then opening to expand, including everyone here at the center. all of the other yogis and people who serve us. Safe, protected. All of our family, wherever they are, remembering them. May you all be happy. May we dedicate our practice today, all of the sincere effort that we have put forth for the benefit and the happiness and the liberation of all beings everywhere. And by the sharing of this merit, may all beings be happy. 
May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be free. So how did you do going to the difficult person today? Any questions? <laughs> That's a big realization. Well, the, the, the place that we do the most work and, the, and where the most transformation takes place is looking at our own hearts and your realization of that, oh, the difficulty is here. <laughs> it's really not with that situation so much, but seeing how it goes on here and the realization that it's always changing. It's always changing in here. It goes from maybe some degree of 
uh, aversion or aggression to lesser degree? Or maybe sometimes did you feel any equanimity at all at any time? Yeah. So that's important to take note of that it's always changing and that we do feel equanimity uh, sometimes. The fact that it's always changing is one of the uh, deepest realizations that we have in equanimity. And because we start to understand at such a deep level that it doesn't last. Whatever is going on here doesn't last at all. That, um, you know, we don't have to look at everything as belonging to me. Not that I was sensing that, but we don't have to look at it as longing, belonging to me or that it will last forever. And that's the deeper realization that we have. Not just that, okay, we can be equanimous, but whatever is going on here, we notice within equanimity, it's always changing. It's not me, it's not mine, it's not who I am. Because it's always changing, we come to that deep realization that you really can't hold on to anything. And that's what makes the unsatisfactoriness of life because you can't hold on at all. And so you come to start to live with these deep, in alignment with these deep realizations. And that living in alignment with these deep realizations is what really makes the heart more at ease. Because we know we can't stop the noise of the world. Actually, I think it's getting worse. but we, what we can transform is our relationship to them. And that's what we're doing with equanimity on two levels, really. On the relative level, and then it begins to be more, there's more understanding on the absolute level. Yeah. I just want to see who I haven't called upon. You, yes, from... Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so with the difficult person and with the just kind of the subject revolved around exclusion, what or inclusion, is this you being excluded or that person being excluded from your heart? Either way, I guess it doesn't. Difficult relationship. And then shame. Mm hmm. Shame, guilt, exclusion, self-esteem, all of these things come up. They usually do come up as kind of a knot. Yeah. So when, when it does come up that way, what we're doing here in, in the sitting, we're focusing more on the acceptance, on the equanimity about that, about the situation and about that deeper level in our hearts. But sometimes they kind of go, you know, you can't suss them apart. They're all together. The situation and how we feel it is right in the moment. So you have to take it all like that. And developing equanimity just around the whole shebang, like they say, the whole enchilada, right? (laughs) Where you're from. (laughs) So uh, 
developing equanimity around all of that. Sometimes we may feel that a very spontaneous and organic loving-kindness comes up out of that. And so that's fine if you're feeling like and it happens from the place of equanimity that loving-kindness can come up out of that. And it's not picking and choosing or offering loving-kindness because you want it to change. But it's from attachment to it changing, but it's more from a place of, it's just love. It's just that you feel that that love can include everyone, including yourself. So if you're coming from that place, that's fine if it's coming up organically. Um, if you feel like the, the equanimity is too overwhelming and you, you need to do some loving-kindness, it's good. But sometimes when you feel it's overwhelming, that's the very time to practice equanimity. So if, if you're shifting to something else, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to really practice what probably needs more you need more practice in that area than you do in the area of loving-kindness. Um, so, you know, support, we support you in, in trying to stay with it. And if you can't, it's okay if you can't stay with it. Yeah. Yes, back there. Uh huh. A shortened version. Yeah, there's a shortened version to equanimity, just like there would be to loving kindness when you're at home. Sometimes maybe you just start with a neutral person. You start with the easiest person first, and then pick another person. You know, somebody maybe like a dear friend. And maybe you just stay with two people because you need to develop your strength with those that are easy for you. But if you feel that you have the strength, then, like when you're at home, then maybe pick the difficult, a difficult person. Or maybe it's not that you have the strength, but you have the interest to do it because something's up in your life with regard to that difficult person. So just picking two or three people is, is fine in any amount of practice. And then now the woman behind you, yeah. Yeah, I had a question about Tanya um, when you talked about um, the, uh, the lawfulness of um, whatever difficulties you may be carrying. It doesn't, it affects me to feel like they're enforcing or making sure that it's terrible thing that they can say to be brought on by themselves Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense that karma is it kind of, you feel bad about it, you feel like you're blaming them. It's really helpful to understand karma. And it, sometimes it takes a while that karma is about the lawful unfolding. There are causes and conditions, and then there are the effects of those causes and conditions. So remembering that it's, 
the outcome of what a person is experiencing is not solely about the actions that they have taken in their lives. It's not totally about that. That those are the causes, the intentions that have gone on previously within them, but it's also about conditions outside of their control too. So those, those two are coming together, the causes, the inner int- intentions that, are, that had been happening, and the conditions around them. So those two come together, and it's imponderable. You, we can't even know what they are. I mean, we, we can't probably even trace it in this lifetime from, from this life that they have lived or that we have lived, if we're looking at that. We're looking at ourselves. With karma, you can't um, separate that from other lives sometimes, from previous um, births, because it's, it's something that unfolds in this life you can't make sense of, like when children die young, for example, or good people have hard, really hard times in their life. And um, so if you can have a wider view of it, and maybe you don't really know, you don't really understand, and you can leave some of it to not understanding, and you can just open to the mystery of how it is, rather than needing to know where does it come from. And the Buddha said that if you ponder on these, on karma, your head would explode, something like that. It's just so imponderable. And we, we can't even know. So there's so much that happens that's beyond our understanding. And sometimes we just have to surrender to that and not figure it out. Karma is de- definitely not about blame or punishment. This is a really wrong understanding. It's not about blame. It's not about punishment. It's just about the lawful unfolding of causes and conditions that create certain effects. Do we understand the weather patterns so much? I mean, even though, you know, the weather person says how it would be for that day, it's not always exactly like that. You know, they see certain conditions happening, they put those conditions together, and mostly it's going to turn out to be this way. But sometimes it, it totally isn't. Some freak thing comes, happens. We start to open more and more as we um, do the practice. We start to open more and more to the uncontrollability of life, to seeing that uh, it's, some, it's beyond our reckoning sometimes, what's happened in the past, and even what's un- unfolding right now. And uh, a lot of our kind of our feeling of fear and um, wrong understanding comes from uh, just not allowing ourselves to open to what we don't understand and accepting that we can't understand everything. I find it really helpful to surrender to the mystery of it all. I know that what is unfolding in this moment is uh, I don't know the causes and conditions. But I do know that how I respond to this moment will make my future, will make the next moment. It will make, you know, the next, the rest of the day. Uh, 
or the rest of my life, that's where I have a lot of influence. But what's unfolding right now, I have no control over. It's already happening. It has, and you know what happened yesterday already happened. So it's basically a waste of time to, you know, go over and over that. Just how are we facing it? That's, I mean, if we're going over and over it of how we could do it better, that's fine. But to blame and to um, be miserable about it, that's what we're looking to see underneath and how, we're, how things are unfolding now and facing that with a measure of equanimity. That's what will change the next moment. The next, um, in the next sitting, I'm going to talk about the hindrances. And I know that all of you, uh, not all of you may want to come to that. You may want to be more quiet. So I'll be giving some review of the hindrances for those of you who need to review it or need to actually know what they are. And then I'll take some time for questions and answers about your practice in regard to those uh, hindrances. So please feel free to, if you need more quiet, please feel free to not come in here at the 615 sitting and do some sitting in your room or outside or quiet walking, but still keep the continuity of your attention. I want to talk a little bit when I say continuity, because it was brought up in some of the individual interviews. When you're keeping continuity in your daily activities, it doesn't mean that you're doing the same kind of, you know, between here and wherever you walk, the same kind of slow lifting, moving, stepping, or the kind of paying attention to the minutia of what's going on. In general activities, you're keeping general mindfulness, which is just know that your body's moving through space. Keep a, uh, keep a mindfulness about your step, for example. And by the way, when you come into the hall, please be gentle. Um, it's pretty noisy, you know, it's kind of echoey, <laughs> like when you're coming from there into here. You can be slow even if you're late. I just want to give you permission. Yeah, it's okay. I know sometimes some of you are in the kitchen or some of you came in because you were in a group interview. And um, so just be slow even if you're late. It's all right. And just be gentle with your steps. A lot of people are, are pretty sensitive right now. So just caring for the community that way. And then keep a, keep a gentle awareness around you in between uh, sitting and walking. And that'll keep you um, just in touch with the thread of mindfulness. It doesn't always have to be so precise. It can be general. And then when you sit or do your formal walking, it can go to more precision. Okay, so thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.